Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rogue Chronicles. And today we are going to be discussing Magneto, one of the biggest villains in comic book history and the main uh, antagonist for the X-Men. And with me, as always, the Jean Grey to my Scott Summers, it's Liam Hall. Hello, Liam. My boys, my boys, my boys. I am so happy to be back, and I'm so happy to be talking to Carl again. Carl, I feel like I haven't talked to you for at least two days or a week or something. I I don't know what what's about the time now, but I'm really excited to talk about Magneto. So um, yeah, let, let, let's just get to it. Yeah, why not? Let's get straight into it. So, Leah, what was your introduction to? Magneto and the X-Men in general? Was it comics, uh, the cartoons or the films or something else? I, I think it was mostly the films. I think the first one I saw was actually um it was one before day it was one before Days of Future Past. So the one with um that English dude who's playing uh, one with Ian McGregor playing um Magneto. But um What? I know. Crazy. But do but, you but even know do you even know what we're talking about? Yeah. Ian McGregor. Ian McGregor's never played Magneto. Wait, hang on. <laughs> uh, he has, he has. No, uh, he hasn't. I'm, 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 I'm going to Google. It's Michael Fassbender and, oh. Ian, and Ian McKellar. They all look the fucking same to me. Do you, I, is this a genuine mistake or are you, are you just pissing about? No, 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 I never, no, I never know with you. No, no, it's a genuine thing. I always get confused between the two of them. Like, oh it, yeah, because they're so they're so similar. They are. They, they actually really are. They they're just so. They look so alike. But yeah, okay. You need you need glasses, mate. So Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. So right. was X Men First Class? Is that the one you? Yes. You yes, saw. So <clears throat> escape my memory for a bit. Yeah, but um, that's the first one I saw, and um, he's a very intriguing villain, and he's there's a lot of pathos to his character. I think. First class is a lot more of kind of it shows a bit more of a human side to Magneto um, than I think the other ones do. Um, but in saying that, but I think the first X Men films are very very interesting. But yeah, I think that was my first introduction to it. What what what, what about yours? So mine was actually the Saturday morning cartoons, um, showing my age now. Back in uh, the early nineties, they started sort of. Showing them on, um, I think it's something like Live and Kicking. It's the oh, when wow. we used to have uh, kids TV shows on uh, on the main channels. Oh, you might okay. not even remember that. So yeah, so Live and Kicking was a big Saturday morning show that ran for about three hours on a Saturday morning, and they would show the X Men cartoons in two parts. Normally, they'd show uh, a ten minute segment. Uh, say around the 10 o'clock slot and then an hour later they would show uh, the second the second part of the episode probably to as a way to keep you watching mm. as it's, it's, this was um this was on like um icv or something was it uh bbc one i think really oh, okay. if i remember if i've got my if my memory serves me correctly we are going back 20 odd years so uh i might be misremembering Mm. So, so you, this is pretty much like a character of your childhood, essentially. Yeah. Uh, I've, I mean, I've never been massive 
a comic book reader. I mean, I've, I've read a, a few comics here and there. So mostly my um, my knowledge from um, anything sort of comic booky like Spider Man and Batman. It's it's come mostly from watching the the cartoon versions mm. when I was uh, yeah around sort of uh, between twelve and early teens. Oh, and yeah. then and then obviously I watched the films when they came out. So I watched the original X Men films when Stone Cold Steve Austin played Professor Rex. I remember that. And then and then um e- Eugene was um Magneto, right? That's it, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that, that seems about right. But um so obviously this is kind of this is someone from your childhood. What was your first reaction when you saw the Ian McKellen like portrayal? Because that seems like a quite a different it's it's pretty different. Well, yeah, obviously it was going to be a bit a bit different. I think as usual, they they sort of take um, inspiration from the comics, and then use obviously a bit of what you call sort of poetic license to to change things up a little bit. But um, yeah, it's it's a very interesting and. Um, inspired portrayal, I would say. It's important to say McKellar was drawn to uh, the character because mutants are sort of um, persecuted. It was sort of, uh, when when he came up with the comics, it was sort of a take on, uh, you know, racism and how other sort of... uh, minorities are, are treated and persecuted against and because Ian McKellen is a gay man he, he sort of felt a connection with this character mm. and, and you can definitely feel that kind of you know that kind of pain and kind of anger in, in his mm-hmm. performance I think but, but there's one scene in the second film I think it is where he's um he um rips the magnesium from the blood of one of his guards and I was like Jesus Christ like that's <laughs> that is mental but it's, um... Yeah, it really is a metal scene um, as he sort of escapes from his plastic prison. Mm. But but going back to that, um, the, the 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 very start of the first film, where you sort of see a, a very young Magneto, Eric Lencher, his real name, in, in the uh, in the sort of working camps, as they sort of called him, you know the so sort of during the holo- yeah concentration camps uh, during the Holocaust and and whatnot and um, yeah he separated from his mother and the I would uh, either um, grouping people into workers or into the gas chambers so from early age you've seen how um, how anyone different is treated and how and uh, yeah mm. I, um, uh, so go on. No, it's all right. You carry on. Just... Yeah, I, I was going to say like um, a lot of comparison. Whenever I heard about Magneto, I, I always heard a comparison to Malcolm X, which I yeah, think is very um, is is a very interesting comparison, and you can kind of see kind of where they're coming from with that. You know, a persecuted person who's kind of lashing out. Um, I, I, I mean, you know, Malcolm X was, you, you know, lots of people hated Malcolm X, and I mean. He's a controversial, controversial figure, um, but obviously he's kind of lauded now as well. Um, 
it's it's very it's a very very inspired um inspiration i think for that character yeah i mean the most interesting thing about magneto um i think i think in the comics he was fleshed out a bit more eventually as well like we see in the films he's not evil in the in the strictest sense he he's doing what he believes it's the right thing to do for his and his race's survival. Yeah. Well, what, what, that's the thing. He, he, like, he almost, he turns the other way. Like, he, you know, just like Michael Max, he, who was a bit of, like, um, like, like a, a black supremacist, you know. Similarly, Magneto is, you know, he, he's a mutant supremacist. Like, he wants mutants to rule the world. And that's kind of, and, you know, his relationship with um, Professor X, there's a lot of kind of difference there. And I think it says a lot about some certain people in, in society. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic between uh, Magneto and Professor Rex because they were friends when they were younger. And even though they're on opposing sides, there's still a lot of um, mutual respect, friendship, maybe even love between, between them. There's mm. still, you know, there's, there's still a connection there, even though they they have slightly different beliefs and on different sides of the fence, so to speak. I think Manito's thing is that he doesn't believe humans and mutants can coexist. He always thinks humans will fear and persecute mutants, um, want to track them down, and and he can see something similar to the concentration camps happening again, and sort of every time. He's willing to give like people a chance because you know there's been times when he's helped Professor X against other adversaries like uh, Apocalypse or Mister Sinister or even mm. what you know government task force or anti mutant groups. Um, or something always happens that sort of um, makes him go the other way and. Um, yeah, I don't know words I want to use hard oh, because I don't want to. I don't want to sort of be insulting and, and and whatnot. But it sort of it um makes him more steadfast in his belief that he was right all along when mm. a, a certain group of humans all start attacking mutants again, or or a government official will do something stupid, try to assassinate a, a mutant or something. So he always ends up back on on that sort of dodgy path. It, it's kind of like, it's like it's almost like a defence for him, kind of. Mm. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I mean, it's, it's weird because, like, there's, you could almost, you could almost, almost agree with Magneto to a certain point. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? You, you can sort of, especially when you look at um, racism in the real world just when you think it's getting better or going away it, it gets worse again and it rears its ugly head like mm. it has been for footballers or with you know online abuse getting a lot worse during this pandemic era for whatever reason just when you think people are starting to educate themselves you'll see a, a raft of idiots who's who still don't you know don't want to see minorities as equal for some bizarre reason. Yeah, like um like I, I always find this kind of 
um, like right wing kind of, I don't know exactly what the word is, but like right wing enlightenment, I guess it may be. That's mm, right it, but not it's that, like I'm not too sure. Well, you know, it's like it's like Ben Shapiro kind of people. It's these people who are like they're, they're right wing theorists, and you know they kind of pose themselves as you know almost scholars for this for a, a type of thinking that's just bizarre for us, but for them it kind of makes sense. And, I, and in some ways, that it kind of is similar to Magneto. Yeah, it, it, it's very digestible, um, and you you could almost see where they're, where they're coming from but it's just there's just one thing that just makes you go like okay this guy's fucking this guy's fucking nuts and i guess that kind of is just magneto but uh, you know i mean you, you know there's a lot, lot in common with professor rex he's um you know he has a group of mutants which he kind of looks after as a family similar to how magneto um professor x, x has his house I mean, I, I I I love a villain that kind of has a lot in common with the hero. Yeah, he's. I mean, both uh, are born leaders. Both are charismatic, and uh, both inspire others to to follow them. Mm. Maybe for maybe for different ways and reasons, but but yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I mean, I was gonna say I was gonna say who would you side with, but. Who would you say is a bit more convincing? It's hard to say. It, it depends on your outlook on life, I, I imagine. And if you can really believe in your heart that humans can change and accept mutants, then you'd probably follow uh, mm. Professor X. But if you're if you're not convinced of that, and you think yeah, you know, they're always they're never going to accept us. They're always going to be afraid of our powers and and what we can do. Then you're probably going to end up siding with uh, Magneto. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, there are a lot of people who are very like deterministic, and who are very like mm. steadfast in their beliefs that people can't change. And I, I think it varies like every single day, kind of where you stand with it. To be honest, I mean, there's some days where I'm just like. All hope is lost. People suck, you know. I, I, I'm sure that some of my servants said the same thing about me. But <laughs> yeah. I, trust me, I, 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 I can change. God damn it, please. Well, you know, maybe try paying them once in a while or something. You know. Oh, oh God, don't, stop, stop! Don't be unreasonable. You, you're just getting on my good side for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, equal pay. Oh, so fuck off. Well, so do you? So, do you have a favourite performance between uh, Ewan McGregor and Ian McKellen, or <laughs> something? Bitch. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, because each of them kind of have their like good bits and bad bits. You know, the kind of gravitas of Ian, Mc- Ian McKellen is very intriguing, but the kind of a very quiet brooding of um, Ian McGregor or Michael Fassbender, whoever you believe. Um, but each of them kind of. Each of them kind of like work with you at different stages in your life. I feel like. Yeah, I think they both bring um, their own, yeah, their their own uh, influences to the portrayal of uh, Magneto. And I think they both do a really good job. I mean, mm. it must have been quite daunting for Michael Fassbender to be, you know, taking up a character and following up on. 
um, you know, a legendary actor like Ian McKellen. No, he, he's absolutely immense. Yeah. I mean, um, the, um, Brian Singer, you know, he sought out and wanted Mc, uh, McKellen and Patrick Stewart for the roles because they have such commanding presences on stage, you know, on stage and theatre and on the screen. Uh, and that's the sort of how he envisioned those two characters to be. So he pulled out all the stops to to get them for the roles. Yeah, and because it feels like something that's very interesting about those four actors. I mean, those two original pairings—they're kind of like an end of an era in terms of a kind of like in in terms of that version of actor. You know, mm. very Shakespearean, very theatrical and very um you know they have a presence about them whereas these new new kind of actors they're a bit more i don't know how to describe them but i mean there's definitely something different about it but it it definitely works i think it definitely helped in the dynamic of the first the first films because patrick stewart and ian mckellen were were friends in real life Mm. and they hadn't really worked together before uh which is the one thing that convinced patrick Patrick Stewart to take the role in the end because uh, Ian McKellen took it quite easily but uh, Patrick Stewart was a bit on the fence about taking the role because he thought it's a bit too similar to Patrick Picard and he was a bit worried about typecasting and and oh. stuff but they they convinced they convinced him in the end um, I never knew that. that's quite interesting so yeah so so that, so there I don't know about um Michael Fassbender, or um, I forgot the name of the guy who plays Professor X. It was just on the tip of my tongue uh, a second McAvoy, ago. Yeah, James McAvoy, that was it. I don't know if they they were friends beforehand, but I know, uh, yeah, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen was, and I think it shows of their on-screen chemistry. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, it, 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 it's something that just kind of works. But um, I, I guess with that, we, we should probably talk a, b- a bit about the characters themselves because we talked about their presence. So, in terms of Magneto's power, like, w- w- what is it about him that makes him so kind of powerful and fearful? Well, it's the fact that he can control uh, metal, and it, it does vary uh, a little bit from mm. uh, comics, cartoons, and the films. In the films, he seems to be able to control all metal. In some iterations, um, he can only control what is magnetic which, which makes sense when you think mm. about it <laughs> because i think i'm pretty sure in the comics and the car and the, the comics and the cartoons he can't do anything to wolverine because it's uh it's noted that adamantium isn't a magnetic metal but in right. the films they made the conscious decision that uh, magneto could um use his powers on wolverine which I can't. I've no, I can't decide it was a good decision or a bad decision. To be honest, I I think it's one of those things where I I don't know if it would would be a good decision because I mean, he, 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 what what's the stuff from just mag, magnetizing him all the time? Like, exactly, like, exactly. What, what, what's, you could just rip him from limb to limb. It made it it made it made sort of um, Wolverine a bit sort of inept against Magneto, unfortunately, because. Yeah, Magneto could just use his powers on him in the films. So I think they might have boxed themselves into a little bit of a corner on that one. 
but yeah. uh, but everything you know we use metal in all walks of life gun you know guns and bullets so he he can he he can stop himself from being shot by because he can control the metal you know the metal in the bullets and the guns and cars he can lift up and metal structures if he concentrates his power he can he can demolish and move metal structures so his power is you know pretty immense really mm. and it's such a clever power as well because like, like i don't think it would have ever occurred to me like oh you know what some guy you can control metal but when you think about it he's like of course like that makes all the sense in the world of course that's like uh, of course that's a superpower Especially in like nowadays. I mean, yeah, if you've got any metal on you, like a belt or something, then then you're pretty much buggered against him, to be honest. But oh, not only me. that, I have a lot of metal on me. He's, you know, he's he's super, you know, he's really intelligent as well. He's a really intelligent man. Mm. So he's not just powerful with his mutant powers, but he's he's really, you know, he's really intelligent. Yeah, he, he's like a master manipulator, but he, mm. it is. But I think the fact that he believes everything he says, like also, like you know, I I think that's a big part of it as well. You know, another thing he's got as well, uh, especially in the films. I think it's the same for the comics, but I, I can't be a hundred percent sure. So, you know, I've got to give myself a, a get out just in case yeah. I'm wrong. <laughs> just just in case I'm wrong. Of course. Um, but um, uh, you know, he he helped Professor X uh, build the school and build Cerebro, which Professor X uses to amplify his powers. So, so he knows, you know, he knows the ins and outs of Professor X's setup uh, and what he can do. So it makes him even more dangerous because he knows he knows all Professor X's strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, and he yeah. wears that. And he, he wear and that's why he wears that helmet. It might look daft, but he wears that because it stops Professor X reading his mind, which is very important. I mean, I mean, mm. like, cause, I mean, you know, Professor X theoretically is one of the, you know, he's he, he's one of the strongest mutants in 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 that kind of world. So of, of course you wouldn't want to read in your mind, especially if you know you're coming up against him. Imagine if you read yours. God, Professor X would just be a gibbering wreck after after reading. <laughs> you, oh. You'd be you'd be as kryptonite. Yeah, oh, you have those poor raccoons. You have no idea. You have no idea, my friend. <laughs> but but um, um, yeah, shall we get on to our little score thing and we can talk a little bit more about uh, stuff? I suppose we started out with talking about his power. I mean, if I was going to rate his power. I've, Another thing he can do, he can create a magnetic field around himself and sort of levitate. Mm. Um, so, he, so he, fuck. yeah, so he can not exactly fly, but yeah, he can levitate through the air by creating the, uh, creating a magnetic field around himself. So, I, I think he's got to be around. I think he's got to be. Uh, he's got to be a nine or a ten. Yeah, I, I mean, there's very, very little that is stopping him in, in terms of power. So. Yeah, I, I, I but then like he is stopped. He is stopped when you stick him in a plastic cell. So, so there are so there are limits when you look at someone like uh, <laughs> perhaps like Apocalypse or Phoenix's power, where they can seem to bend anything to their will, or even like Scarlet Witch. 
Um, their, their, they, their powers seem always pretty limitless. So they would perhaps be a 10. Uh, Magneto, perhaps uh, I'd have to go for a 9. But, I mean, the, scen- the scenario where, like, you're in, like, a plastic box, like, you know, it's not every day he's going he's gonna to be fighting in, like, you know, a playpen or something. No, no, true. Um, and, but, and also, you know, when, when he was in that plastic box, he did manage to get out. He did, he did. So um, I, I think personally, I am going to go for a 10, but I, I do understand where you can probably yeah. go for a 9. I am going to say a 9, because he, he does have limits, even if they are only quite small ones. But yeah. there you go. I mean, it is a very unique power. But here's something I, I was going to um, ask you. Do you think he is scary, though? Is the fear factor there for him? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, you can just, you know, because of his powers, you control, you can control metal, even if you're not afraid of him initially. He can make you afraid of him by uh, displaying his powers. So, yeah, definitely. Maybe not, you know, maybe not as instantly. Um, as scary as maybe like a Darth Vader or a Dalek, but yeah, he's certainly he's certainly a scary dude. Yeah, I think that's the one thing that lets me down to him because I mean the threat is definitely there, but there is definitely presence to him. But I do think he's as scary as some of the other people that we have had. Um, I think I might give him an eight. Okay. I'd say an eight as well, actually. I think I think that's about sounds about right. Yeah, you 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 you're just a sheep, really. Yeah. Um, complexity of characters. I I think this has to be. I think it has to be ten. You, very I think it does. Yeah, I think when you consider what he's went through uh, as a youngster and the fact that he's he does bad things, but he thinks he's doing them for the right reason. And as you say, he's, he's jumped ship a few times to help Professor X, and mm. even in alternative universes, um, I think that they did an alternate universe where the sort of apocalypse took over the world, and in that universe, uh, Magneto was actually the leader of the X-Men because something had happened to to Charles. So, yeah, th- there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on there, and he's definitely more than uh, a two-dimensional villain so yeah i think i think a 10 for character definitely yeah he definitely flirts with both sides um as, as do you and i um mm-hmm. <laughs> aesthetic i i don't know i don't know i don't know about this one because I, I, he never really stands out to me yeah it, it's not a look that's um transcended f- through time and they they, they sort of have sort of changed it mm. here here and there it's like it's like mostly the the, the sort of like the red helmet and the and the cape uh, I've, i quite like i i quite like the decision and the, the route they took with him uh for the first films you know the ian mckellen ones when they did at the end of first class when they sort of what they did the whole sort of comic garb at the very end of the film on Fastbender. It just looked a bit silly, really, didn't mm. it? It looked a bit over the top. But so, I, so I think there is a, a, a sort of balance to be had there. Yeah, because it's not it's not a bad design. It's just mm. it's just a bit 
it's, it's just a bit generic, really. But you don't see sort of kids dressed up as as uh, Magneto like you do for like Batman or a Darth Vader or something, do you? So, no. it, 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 it is a it is a look, a recognizable look, but it isn't um, hugely iconic. Yeah, because even someone like Bane, I think, is a bit is like more mm. iconic than him. Because at least the mask is very um, attractive. I didn't. Know, I, th- I didn't. Sorry, go on. I was gonna say, I think I'm. I'm looking at. I think I'm gonna go for a seven. Yeah, I, I'm kind of stuck between a six and a seven. Um, I'm gonna give it a seven because I, I do actually quite like how it looks. I just think it's not uh, as dynamic as some of the other ones. Mm. Um, and this one's also quite difficult to figure out the impact on pop culture. Yeah, I must admit, I mean, he wasn't it's, a character I was usually aware of um, until I sort of started watching the cartoons. I mean, other comic book villains like Dr. Octopus, the Green Goblin, mm. um, Riddler, Joker, uh, you know, I, I, I was aware of them and I, was, I knew of them from a young age, you know, very young age. But yeah, Magneto, he wasn't some, he was quite new to me when they sort of did the cartoons. Um, and he's not one of the, he's not sort of a first villain you kind of think of, is he, when you, you think of villains and rogue galleries. But mm. saying that, you know, he has, you know, stood the test of time from his initial conception in the 60s with, I think, the first issue of X Men. But yeah, he, he's not one that springs to mind, like a yeah. Joker or or someone like that. So I, I, I'm thinking around an eight or a nine. I I I do wonder if part of it is the aesthetic, and also kind of X Men itself, kind of I don't know, dwindling slightly in popularity. A little bit. I mean, like yeah, I mean. Okay, but... Uh, again, to the cartoons in the nineties, I wasn't as familiar with X Men as I was with sort of Batman and Spider Man. Uh, I think I think the films have made them more popular, if if anything. Yeah. So I mean, you know, when when Marvel was set, were you know, on the edge of bankruptcy, you know, X Men was one of the properties that they did sell off. But um, and you know, I mean, it, it made a career for Hugh Jackman. Like, it it has done well. But there's something about it; it just hasn't reached the upper echelon the way you like it to be. I mean, I think Logan is by far the best X Men film, and that's not really about the X Men themselves. Yeah, um, I think for me that my favourites are probably the first two, you know, as in the original films and Days of Future Past. They're, mm. they're probably for me the best X Men films. I think it depends on what side what side of the fence you are. I mean, some people are real big fans, and they'll think we're talking absolute <laughs> absolute nonsense. But I don't think they're quite up there with uh, Spider Man, Batman, or Superman. No, and so, so you, you you personally went seven, right? No, uh, I I haven't scored. I haven't oh, scored okay. pop culture yet. I think an eight. Okay, all right. Um, I think I I think I might go seven. Yeah, he, he, I always knew who he was, and I always knew his relationship to X Men. But at least for me, he wasn't he wasn't as big as some of the other villains that were kind hmm. of covered. So um, I think I think it's a seven for me. 
But um, a still quite a respectable score, I think. Yeah. Um, what, what, what does he get overall? You're the you're the mathematician around these parts. I he got eighty three. Which oh, eighty three. Which puts him actually puts him surprisingly quite high. He's he's above the Weeping Angels. Ah, fair play. Yeah, yeah, above the Daleks, above the Master. See, he'd be buggered against the Weeping Angels because they're stone, so, you know, he couldn't, oh, yeah. couldn't do anything against them, could he? So, uh, just have to, really, we should vote him lower. He'd have to hope there was some metal around that he could leave in their direction. Yeah, my God. Uh, you, you, you know, I'm really glad that Magneto doesn't exist because... Um... <laughs> we also forgot to mention when he sort of redid his origins a little bit in first class where... Um, they, they they killed his mother, his mum in front of him to make him use his powers. Oh right, that's true. I forgot about that. And you sort of see, you sort of see the extent of his powers when he loses, you know, when he gets angry. Yeah, yeah, you you you, you definitely don't want to make him angry. Um, well, you, you, he you can sort what? of control. He can sort of control it now, and uh, probably even more dangerous if he can sort of. Sort of control his anger and uh, his power. Mm. You you know what? I think this actually made me maybe appreciate Magneto a little bit more because coming into this, I was kind of indifferent to him. But now, like, there's mm. a lot to him. I I kind of wish he was a bit more. You know, the I, I wish well, I wish his pop culture was a little bit higher. To be honest, because he, he, there's a lot to him that's very very interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's a real, the there's a really good scene in the third one, probably the best scene in the in the original in the in X Men Last Stand, where he he moves the entire bridge. Mm, yeah, I, I remember that one. And then he also moves the stadium as well at one point, doesn't he? Yes, yes, he does. Yeah. Mm. I mean, he, he he's incredibly powerful, and uh, I mean, he, he's really cool. But um, yeah, I, I think it's the aesthetic that kind of brings him down, sadly. Yeah, and you also see um, towards towards his latter years in uh, X Men: um, Days of Future Past, when he's teamed back up with uh, the X Men and Professor X to stop a bigger threat. Mm. So, yeah, just to go back on, you know, him switching sides and. Uh, he sort of, in his dying breath, sort of regrets that he hadn't fought alongside Charles Xavier for longer, doesn't he? So there's definitely, you know, even though he does bad things, he's he's certainly not irredeemable. No, I, 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 I absolutely not. But um, I don't. There's there's something that's kind of, I don't know. I I I don't quite know how to describe it. But he doesn't have. But whenever you switch a size, it doesn't feel as momentous as maybe it should. I I don't know if it's because he's mm. it too often. I don't know. Well, he's always, you know, always talks when they talk to each other, uh, with Nito and uh, Charles Xavier. They always call each other your old friend and and that. Mm. So so you sort of know you you sort of know yeah this you know. They they know each other. They, they they still like each other despite everything that's going on. So you always know there's a bit of a a bit of a chance that that could happen. It's not like they're they're completely hated adversaries like like Batman and Joker for for instance. 
or me and or me and you wow i can't believe you said that (laughs) unbelievable (laughs) but yeah that that pretty much wraps up our our little chat on uh magneto one of the more interesting one of the more interesting villains out there definitely yeah, I, I, I had a lot of fun there, you know, I, and it's always nice to talk to you, Carl, and especially when we talk about bad people, because it makes me feel better about myself. Mm. I mean, I just I just wish the feeling was mutual, really, but, you know, you pay me my £200 to do these podcasts with you, and I readily accept it. Yeah, and I, and I pay you more to do other things, but that's why I'm time. But, yeah, anyway, so, Carl, please plug me. <laughs> oh god Liam I've... this is why I hate oh, you what, what, what do you mean I, I, I just... did you do your plugs yeah that yeah, that's exactly I think there's a bit of a fraudulent slip there uh, Liam I don't know what you're talking about I'm sorry <laughs> but yeah you can find me at uh, Carl underscore fire80 on Twitter and Instagram you can find the brand at rogue underscore opinions on Twitter and Instagram and check out our other parts, check out our back catalogue uh, where we've talked about other villains such as Joker, Darth Vader, Weeping Angels, Frank Booth from Blue Velvet. Um, make sure to check out uh, the Mandalorian pod, um, other pods that I do, depending when this comes out, because we've got a bit of a back catalogue, so we're recording these well in advance before they're released. But mm-hmm. I do the I do the Mandalorian part with Scott, so make sure you you check that out. And there might even be other parts uh, we've done by the time this comes out. So you never know. Team Godfather is always going. Yeah, and also um, I, I want to. I, I think it's the first time you and I recorded since I won my award for Jabroni of the Year. Yeah, well, a well, well deserved award. That has to be said. Absolutely. I, I, I was. I thought it was um to do with something really nice, but um, I'd accept any award I can get these days. So. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you very much, and hopefully next year you and I will win best regular podcast because I think we deserve it. No, because we're shy. Wow. <laughs> you, 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 you don't think we're better than Room, room 501? Uh, well, until we get a guest on like Finley Martin, I don't think we can really be saying that. Maybe we should. Who knows? Mm. We'll, we'll, we'll see. You know what? Next time, I'll get... Well, um... John Cena will be playing a villain soon, so maybe Finley Martin would like to come out and... <laughs> <laughs> That'd be brilliant, actually. <laughs> Well, he's playing a villain in the um, Fast and Furious. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Brilliant. You know, and you know, next episode, I'm going to make a promise we're going to have a special guest. Stay tuned, everyone. Oh, no. Stay tuned. Help me. Help me. Exciting times. (laughs) (laughs) But um, anyway. Thank you, thank you for talking to us, lads. Actually, no, sorry, my plugs. You can follow me on Twitter at Tamina Snooker. Anyway, um, love you, boys, and I'll see you soon. Yeah, you can. Uh, also, you can you can follow oh, Liam at, uh, at Patrick Clark as, as well. Yes, 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 yes. No. But that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. No. Give me a second. Bye. <laughs>